Hello, everybody. Um, this is actually like the third take. I had a phone call. I ordered some food. I did a bunch of stuff and had to keep starting over. And um, at the end of the day, man, I'm I'm, I'm kind of nervous um, doing this. But um, bear with me. This is the Magnum Med Show, episode one. I remember I looking at the camera. See, I'm not used to this. I'm looking at myself instead of looking into the camera. Um. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna figure that out, but let's 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 see what happens. Um, I'm just so used to being behind the camera. I'm so used to um, putting people in a position and adjusting the microphones for them, adjusting the camera and the lens for them, and um, catering the people so they could be the star. Put them in the light. You know, I like I like to stay behind the lights. I like to be in the darkness. Just pushing the buttons and controlling everything. So this is different for me um, to be in front of the camera and um, to be talking. And you gotta hear my voice. I feel like my voice is annoying, it's scratchy, it's, it's, it's hard and crusty. Uh, but um, I guess it's character, I would say, to somebody else. Um, and yeah, man, so this is this is the Magnomad show. This is basically a show about me, my life, my thoughts, my experiences, my friends, my work, my associates, um, and everything that just surrounds me. Um, I got my guy. He going to come in a little bit. Um, so I'm going to do a little cut. Um, and he going to sit down with me. I'm going to talk to him for a little bit. Um, my, my man, Mike Kitt. And, um, yeah, we're just going to see how this goes. Again, this is episode one. This is for me to get all my nervousness out and adjust things, adjust the mics and get everything straight. I'm shooting this by myself. You know, I'm a one-man army still. Um, one day I, I have a team, but till now, man, I am no stranger to doing the hard work and getting shit done myself. Um... So yeah, Magnum Mad Show, episode one. All right, um, I am doing a bunch of different things right now. Um, checking on my food, talking to people, and um, yeah, seeing what my 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 guy gonna get here. Um. And we're going to rap, man. I'm going to ask him some questions, um, some random stuff, current things got going on. We're going to talk about some business. Um, me and him are, I would like to say, business partners. And um, so, yeah, you, you're going to get to see how we interact, how we discuss our business and the things that we talk about and um, how we think. You know what I mean? That's 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 more so it, of it. I don't think people understand how I think, how my mind works. I don't even understand how my mind works, but um, I think having this platform doing this is going to really enlighten people. Because um, I get frustrated at times. I feel like, damn, like nobody paying attention and nobody don't know. People don't know all the things I got going on. People don't know all the things I could do and yada, yada, yada. And I just, I get caught up in that sometimes. So, um, 
hopefully because the whole idea was this to be therapy for me so hopefully that's that you know i can get to get out my thoughts and things and now i have no excuse to say people don't know i, I said it I'm, I'm right here i'm gonna put it out so if people don't know it's just because they ain't watch and that's i only can do so much to get people to watch um if i'm not entertaining i'm not entertaining if i'm not interested i'm not interested um but maybe i am to some people maybe some people will get some good game from me and learn a lot be inspired and motivated um that's that's all what this is for um to inspire and motivate you and for me to have mental better mental health this is therapy for me um all right so um first things first man i want to take away my nerves and i'm going to roll up on camera um I don't know if people know, like you, if you know me, you, I'm sure you know I smoke. Um, if you part of the culture, you probably smell it on me, my lips, whatever. You can tell I am an avid smoker, marijuana smoker, weed smoker, whatever you want to call it. Um, and um, let's talk about it. So I, uh, I've been smoking weed since, I don't know, 13 maybe. Um, I remember, I don't remember actual the first time I smoked weed, but I do remember, um, I couldn't afford weed. I couldn't afford, uh, damn, you know what they had, uh, that's when, back when they had Nick bags and if, 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 if the person you was buying from really needed it, he'll sell that Nick bag to you for $4, maybe three fifty, depending on the times and stuff, but Back then, yeah, I ain't have time for that. Uh, I'm also gonna explain my roll-up process because I'm very different. Um, I, I like to call it clean rolling up. Um, I'm a clean smoker. But anyway, um, yeah, I started back when I was 13. I remember whenever I smoked, I remember the next time, it wasn't weed. <laughs> like, the first time I smoked was weed and I don't remember. But I remember like wanting to smoke again and we definitely rolled up some tea bags. I'm not gonna lie, me and my friend Romy, RP Romy, man, rest in peace, bro. Um Yeah, we smoking tea bags, man. Like that was the greenest things we could find that wasn't from outside. You know I mean, because then that would have been dirty to us, right? That's how I think. Like, we gonna get some grass because that's dirty. So we gotta get some clean leaves and stuff right there. And we we ain't understand like weed is a special plant. Like we ain't understand that. We just knew if you smoke this stuff that looked green, you could feel good. At least that was that's what we thought. Um, yeah, I don't think we did really too well. Uh, I remember rolling it up in white paper, like white loose leaf paper, right? I remember rolling it up in white paper. I remember it burning so fast, and I remember having this funny smell, and it was sparkling and shit like that. And I don't really think we did much of smoking that. Um, but that was my first experience of smoking. Uh, I, somehow I smoked weed after that. We was just faking it, smoking tea bags, not even inhaling, and just act, trying to act cool. 
Um, but the first, my first visual of smoking that I can remember uh, is my father, right? Like I grew up, um, I was born in 85, so I grew up in the 80s, 90s. And um, my, my dad is a little bit older generation. Um, he was in the Vietnam War. Right. So my dad is that guy. Right. He, he's from the 60s and stuff and the hippie era and stuff. So, um, yeah, my dad probably been smoking more years on this earth than he than ever. Um, if he's 60, he probably been smoking 50 years out of his life, 40 years out of his life. So that was my first visual of seeing someone smoking marijuana. It was my dad. And um, at the end of the day, man, it's like that it was the crack era, and um, I I recognized early the difference between people, um, you know, people who smoke crack, people who smoke weed, people who drink, um, and do other things. Um, my dad was a heavy drinker, um, when I was growing up. Um, so drinking and smoking weed was really heavy. And it's crazy. My dad used to smoke weed out of pipe too. Like <laughs> he used to have like, um, the way people smoke tobaccos out of pipes, right? Like you, uh, put the tobacco in a pipe and you light it. <sighs> like that's how my dad used to smoke weed, right? Almost like a bong. What people do with a bong today. He, he did, did it in a pipe way, right? So it, uh, it was crazy because it looked like. You you smoking crack a little bit, you know. You got the pipe. You, that's why I hate bongs. I don't. I never was a bong, cause I don't like that visual. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, my dad used to smoke out of pipe, and it was a real pipe too. Like I don't know. Like it was kind of cool if he if somebody could remake this. Like if you think of using real copper or whatever, um, sink pipes whatever and then it, the, the at the end it was like a bolt but it still had the curve it was cool it was it was cool now that i think of it but back then it was terrible it was like it's a terrible thing to look at terrible thing to watch but um yeah that was my dad he was the first person i saw smoke everybody around smoke my mom used to smoke weed matter of fact my mom used to smoke weed and cigarettes <laughs> like i don't think i don't think my mom is Stop smoking for the last was 30, 30 years. I'm um, thirty, yeah, thirty years. Um, but yeah, my mom used to smoke weed and cigarettes too. So it was just like that thing, right? Um, they used to play cards. Friends used to come over. They playing pity pad and gambling, smoking the air, cigarettes, smoke weed, smoke. I'm coming from that household. I'm running up and down the steps, running out the house, playing with my friends and stuff. Everybody in my house playing cards and shit. The music playing. They playing oldies and stuff like that. I come from that era, um, and I was really, really young because things changed quick. It's Philadelphia, South Philadelphia in the '90s. Um, things just started happening fast um so my my next real big um thing about weed i remember was middle school um at this point in time i kind of understood um um what weed is like i already been through the uh the teabag era and stuff like that so 
I, I know it sounds crazy. In middle school, I am an experienced weed person. I wouldn't even say I'm a weed smoker at the time, but I am experienced. Like, I know, right? And what happened in middle school this one day, um, somebody was challenging me. I don't know what it was, but we was talking about weed. And he was challenging me as if I don't know what I'm talking about. And um, this is who I am till to, till today. And I, and I hate it. Um, if you see me, I'm cutting my backwood. I smoke backwoods. Okay. I'm cutting my backwood to a ideal shape <laughs> to be able to roll it. Um, my backwood, if you saw, is wet. I wash my backwoods. I wash all the tobacco out the backwood with water in the sink. Shh, I wash it off. Um, then I take a towel, paper towel, and I clean it, um, dry it, and um, yeah, that's the first process. Um, make sure I have a nice, clean backwood. So yeah, so I was in middle school. I wanted to prove to the guy I knew about weed, so I said, I'm going to bring some weed to school. You know I mean, he don't know. You know what I mean? I got weed all over the house. It's joints everywhere, nigga. It is brooches and joints just everywhere. So, that was my plan um, to bring a little something, something to school. And I did. Uh, I brought a little bag of weed and uh, a joint, a roach, right? Similar to this, right? My dad smoked joints, so I'm about to use this roach. I uh, smoke my roaches. I put it in the end. I, I saw somebody do this, and I, and I just started doing it forever. <laughs> just, just started picking it up. Um, I like the way it start off the blunt as if whatever i just like it so i take my roach and i put it at the end um so yeah so when i was in middle school i brought a little nick bag and i mean, it wasn't even filled up of weed it was a little nick bag it just had a little bit of weed in it but i took a roach and i put the roach in there so i came to school i'm showing them um you know, letting everybody know, yeah, this I I know about weed, <laughs> All right? I know about marijuana, and um, yeah, somehow, some way, man, all I know is somebody came to me and was like, um, hey, uh, the school security is looking for you, and um, they said you got some weed, so at this time I'm panicking, right? Like, wait a minute, like. How did they find out and what they gonna do to me if they know I got this weed? Now, somehow, some way I got rid of it. I remember getting to the bathroom, getting rid of it. Um, so when and I washed my hands real good and everything. Um, and I remember when they came and got me finally, it was like at the end of the day. So I'm I been washed this. I've been. I was playing and everything. I, I, I carried on with school. So by the time they got me, um, there was no smell or nothing. And um, yeah, I got away with it. So they 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 came and got me. Tried to check me for weed and everything. 
and um, they didn't find anything, and they let me go. They didn't say nothing to me. Um, I, I feel like they might have contacted my parents, but they had to tell them they ain't find nothing on me. Um, so I was good. Um, but I, I just remember that because um, it, it's kind of just it's kind of tell you who I am in life and how I do go about things um, I always want to prove myself um, I never want to be the liar um, no matter how dumb it is um, you're not going to make me out to be a liar I'm going I'm to show you okay um, so that was that a little bit Later on in my life, let's say, uh, not even really later, ninth grade, eighth grade going into ninth grade, I definitely smoked a lot of weed that summer. Um, just with random friends here and there, um, not even on some like me buying weed and spending my money on weed, but just... Um, always running into people who smoking. They be like, yo, you want to smoke more? Um, and it's crazy because my friends that I hung out with, they didn't smoke weed, right? Like my main friends that I hung with all the time, they was athletes. They loved football and we played basketball a lot. Um, but we did not, um, they did not smoke weed. You know what I mean? So that was really what I did with my other friends, right, the, the more streeter friends and stuff like that, who be around and um, I might see after I'm playing basketball or before I play basketball, just one of them chilling days, you just go to the corner, um, and everybody outside. Um, so that was the beginning of me smoking weed, um, but still it was always off and on. Um, I wouldn't say I, I, high school, I didn't smoke that much throughout my four years in high school um, because I felt like I had an incident where my friends saw me smoking weed and they was busting on me and I ain't like that. You know what I mean? Um, I ain't like that, especially Rel. Uh, Rel is a friend of mine who has a very, um, he's very aggressive. Especially back then, <laughs> he was he was very aggressive. So for him to talk to me like that about that, um, it was almost a reverse, right? You think you're doing something street and hood, but then you got somebody street and hood telling you in the street and hood way, no, nah, nigga, you dumb. And how you gonna be an athlete and you smoke weed and shit? Um, then I had then we was very ignorant on weed back then. Um, I was very ignorant on weed, but that was something that really touched me and got to me. So I don't, I feel like I didn't smoke that much through high school. Um, I was really trying to be an athlete and, and, and I don't know. I think I was trying to be an athlete, but, um, just didn't smoke like that. And then college came. <laughs> College, man, was a totally, totally different story. I'm sorry. I got to I'm saying I'm sorry. Like, there's really people here, say. I think that's a good thing, though. Um, let me tell someone I'm recording.
Alright. Um. So yeah, man. College. College was totally different. One, by the time I got to college, I was a father. Yes, I had a kid at 17. So I was a father. And uh, man, I was stressed. <laughs> okay? There was a lot going on. Um, I was becoming um, very conscious of like, uh, I guess, uh, culture, life, uh, racism, um, being poor and black, my neighborhood. Like I was just being conscious. I, almost like I started feeling it, right? It was like it was starting to weigh heavy on my shoulders. But I'm in college, so it's just like I'm feeling this. I'm trying to ignore it. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to take stuff in, and um, I did. I I I, I learned a lot, not from college. Almost just interactions and just things. Um, I I went through my my experiences. I learned from, but I wouldn't say I learned a lot from college. Um, but yeah, it just gave me a. Uh, unbalanced. Like I, I really was fresh from the hood, and going to a predominantly white university where it was a lot of black people. But I wouldn't say every a lot of black people from where I'm from, right? Like it was far and few. And um, the people who was from like the hoods and stuff like that, they couldn't. A lot of them dropped out. A lot of them couldn't keep up with college and just keep up with things. And um, so the people I connected to was people a little bit had they stuff together a little bit more, right? Suburban kid, suburban black kids and stuff like that, um, who still might be from the hood or just moved out of it or whatever. The energy just a little bit different than mine's. Um, I was I was really like the like if people know me, I I ain't, I'm not I'm not street at all for real for real, but um, in college man I was like the guy like I was like I felt like I was like <laughs> the street guy one of them at least, and um, so I, I I did I had fun man I I I relaxed a little bit more. Um, if that mean anything, and um, I started to um, what's the right word? I started to um, try things and do things that probably wasn't um, right at the time. Um, but I, it, it was just me learning, trying to experience, and, and just trying to survive. That's really, really was right. I, I come from survival. Right, I'm just getting out of that. Um, it was all about surviving, and that's what I did. Um, so weed and, and and hanging with people who smoke weed. I even started selling weed in college. Like, never did no street stuff all my life. I didn't start selling weed until I got to college, and um, even now, right, like. It is the whitest the white kids sell weed like <laughs> like it's it's crazy that it's a crime and whatever but um back then it was a crime crime right like young like young like you are sh you are hood and street and just 
you're a criminal, you're a bad person, you selling weed, smoking weed and stuff. So um that that's what that was the fight with me, right? Like I don't feel that way. I never felt like I was a bad person. I never felt like I was a super gangster street person. I just felt like I was from the hood. I understand my environment, what's going on, and I also endure and enjoy things that uh my environment offers. Um um but um I didn't feel criminal, I didn't feel bad and none of those things. So um that was that was it for me, man. It was really like, damn. Um surviving and whatever the weed smoke and stuff come from, I I I wasn't really attached to it yet. It was really still a getaway for me, right? Uh, a social thing, um, and just, yeah, overall getaway for me. I see my guy here yet. Um, he's not. Um, so, yeah, man, I had a long life of smoking weed. Like I said, I'm 37 now. I started smoking when I was 13. Um, nowadays, I smoke every day, right? I, I, I started smoking every day probably for the last, uh, um, I wanna say 10 years, maybe. Maybe a little bit less than 10 years. I've been smoking every day. That's crazy when you think about it, right? And of course I went a lot of days without smoking, but pretty much um, if I got weed, I'm smoking every day. I'm a fine weed to smoke every day. At this point, I smoke two, three times a day. Um, but um, I don't look at it as I used to, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's totally different for me now, right? So what I mean is, now I look at weed as my medicine. Um, and, and I truly mean that in all the way. Um, I don't look at it as a drug. I don't look at it as um, whatever bad thought people try to do. Um, I look at it as um, something that helps me um, get through mentally. Um, and um, I'm okay with that, all right? Because again, I have all the experience and the knowledge and um, I got all the experience and the knowledge and um, I know the what it does to me. I know what you call it, the, the side effects, right? I, I get it for me. I, I don't do nothing crazy on weed, never had. I remember the highest I've ever been when I was in college was smoked this thing called the George Washington. It was just nothing but a Philly blunt. Y'all remember the Philly blunts used to crack open and shit? It was a Philly blunt and you ain't crack it open. You just like got all the, you did like this and all the weed, would, all the tobacco will fall out, right? And you get all the tobacco out, this big ass Philly blunt and then you stuff it with weed. Yeah, man, I remember smoking one of them when I was high as shit. And, like, I was so high, like, I left. Like, 
I don't tap out much because y'all again my dad smokes so I feel embarrassed to be like oh y'all smoking too much ain't no you smoking too much for me I can handle anything if anything I'm just I'm still an adult so I know my limits and whatever but that day nigga that was too much like and literally I felt like I was flying floating like my feet was not touching the ground you know what I mean, even when I left and I got in a car and I was driving, my feet wasn't on the pedals. <laughs> so it's like that was a, the highest I ever, ever been. And um, it's not even something I'm chasing. Like, I feel like they say other drugs you chase. I'm not chasing that high. Yo. What I'm what I'm doing is relaxing every day right i get to a point certain point of the day where maybe i'm moving fast there's a lot going on my my mind right my mind is like this all the time if people know me like i think so many thoughts within a minute so we just goes like this relax nigga <laughs> i mean it's okay you know what I mean and um I, I, I do that on purpose, right? Um, I even plan it sometimes, right? Um, when I might want to write something or just focus on something, I'll plan to smoke and do that while I'm smoking, right? Um, if it's a long trip or something like that, uh, I don't like to be all over the place in the car, you know what I mean? So I, I, I want to smoke. So on that long trip, I could just calm and focus on wherever I'm going or whatever I need to be focused on. Um, that's how I look at it. Um, it. It expands my mind when I need to be creative. It calms my mind when I need to focus. Um, and um, of course, it's always a, it's a it's a real social thing now. It's like going to the bar and drinking. Um, it's super social now, um, but for me, that's that's what I get out of it. It's my medicine. It's to it's to help me in that way. Um, so yeah, smoking every day now, <laughs> uh, and um, being intentional about how I do it and when I do it. Um, I don't know who else put. I don't know if. I'm pretty sure other people put that much into it, right? I I can't be the only one. Like I know people do. I know other people that got wild roll up ways where people only roll up with paper. All right, I'm not a fan of paper. Mm. I don't care if people are like you really want clean you really want clean smoking smoke papers that's the cleanest thing uh nigga I don't like papers okay like I don't like the way it feel in my mouth to be honest with you like I don't like that I don't like the way it it got like this I don't know what that is Like it stick to your lips, the inside part of your lips, and um, and then I feel like it burns fast, like the 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 ashes like burn and like they go up in the air and then they might just fall back down. Like I don't, I just don't like that. Um, so I am not a um, 
paper smoker. Not to say I won't smoke papers. I I, I have smoked papers. I got a whole case of papers over there actually. Um, and I know people who who roll papers really really good and stuff like that. But it's just not for me. Uh, I think one day I will for sure smoke only papers. Just not today. Um, if anything, I hope one day I could figure out my own roll-up situation, you know what I mean? Because I plan to be a entrepreneur in that way. So everything that I do in my life, I want to be able to figure out how to make some money off of it. So that'd be a dope thing, man. Like do my own backwoods. Just buy backwoods. Why we can't buy backwoods? Let's talk about that. All these rich people out here who, who smoke weed. Let's buy backwoods and make sure there is not another bad backwood in any pack. I don't want to do that. I don't got no money right now, but if I had it, I would surely invest. Um, my food is almost here. Um, I would surely invest because, um, to me, backwards is the best way to smoke. I know my 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 Jamaicans, wagwan. Uh, y'all love y'all fancy leaves and stuff, man. But not me, man. I smoke the backwards. Uh, I'm from South Philly, um, and um, yeah, I always been Philly blunt, cigarellos, and backwoods. Um, it's just backwoods is the they the most expensive roll up for a reason. Okay, I, I smoke backwoods, only backwoods. Um, banana backwoods. Anybody ever tried it? Banana backwoods. They are amazing. I got a pack. Every single backwood in that pack was good. Like, every single one was good. Um, $15 for a pack of banana backwoods. But um, they are amazing nonetheless. Um, let's see where my food at. Where is my food at? See, this I'm going to have to, like, I got to figure it out. Um, because if I'm going to be filming, I guess I got to eat or wait till I eat. And um, that's not how I live life right now. Like, I do what I want to do. So when I'm hungry, nigga, I eat, right? I put everything to the back burner and eat. Because for me, uh, shit, I don't eat that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I go the whole day without eating. So when I'm ready to eat, I'm ready to eat. I would not do anything. I would stop anything to eat. Um, so, yeah, uh, I need to eat. Hopefully this food will be here soon. 10.59, so 20 more minutes. 29 more minutes. No, Jawan look like he outside. Hold on. Jawan look like he, uh, no, you're not here yet. Jawan, I'm waiting for you. That's my door dasher. All right, my man Mike is here, so we going to pause. Um, so I get Mike Kit on a podcast and, um, yeah, whatever, man. Mike Kit is here. Let's go. Alright, I'm back. I got my man Mike Kit with me. 
He just pulled up. Already filled him in on what I'm talking about. A whole bunch of nothing. Um, but yeah, he was just asking me about this whole podcast thing and why I got it set up like this. And um trying to explain to him, like, I'm doing it right now. Like, I'm looking at myself. Like, I don't know how to look into the lens like I tell everybody else to do. Like, I tell people to do that shit all the time, but I can't do it. That's how I know I'm supposed to be, like, behind the camera and doing that type of stuff. I don't mean it's that. I don't mean that you, that's why. It just mean that you don't do this. If you do this enough times, you'll be so used to it. And you won't feel like I gotta be behind the camera because you know how to do it. That's yeah. What it is. Only for this though, like I I want to get used to doing it for this only, like not to do anything else. What you mean? Like I I'm not looking to do this and play a character. Like I ain't going remember no lines and do this. Yeah, I ain't going public speaking, interviews, yeah, talk shows, yeah. I need all that. All that shit. I need all that. See, but when you do all them other things, it ain't going to be nothing for you to look at. So there's no reason for you to do it now. You putting a monitor there like, all right, look. So it's like this. It's like, you know what distracts you in life. Mm-hmm. You know weed ain't no good for you. But every time you go sit down and write, you keep putting weed in front of you. Of course, you're going to want to roll it up. Like, So if you know that you got a hard time I was just looking at yourself in a monitor. No, I'm not talking <laughs> about weed. I'm saying, but you know the monitor. Right. The monitor ain't no good for you because you're right. going to keep looking into it. So why right. do you got it there? So you know what? <laughs> After <laughs> this, your whole I'm purpose. This, so this the, oh, this is the last part. So Or I, why I'm you don't up. put the monitor on top of the camera. So this way, so even when you're looking right at yourself, you're looking at the lens. Yeah, I know that trick. I just I know. I just didn't do it. <laughs> so if y'all see, I ain't. What's that? I didn't. Um, I don't know if I was filming. Right. I'm, I told you I'm doing this by myself. So I rolled up the whole time on camera. I was. I, I thought I was filming. Um, if not, you'll just hear the audio of me rolling up. But now I'm at the end of my clean backwood. That's all rolled up. I'm about to go throw this in the microwave for nine seconds. Y'all hear me? Nine seconds. All right. The cancer. The cancer. That shit radioactive. Well, where you coming from, bro? Philly. Uh, we got to talk like we, we got audience. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching. Fuck <laughs> it. Coming from Philly, man. What's it like in Philly right now? What's the energy like? Depressing. Depressing? Yeah, man. Too many murders. Not enough money. You know, it all depends on what world you live in. It's still money in the city. People still making money in the city, but it's depressing towards what I'm trying to do. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Every time I go There's too many back. murders right now, so. Every time I go back, I feel the energy immediately. Uh, and like, I want, I want to stop that. Like, I want to be able to go to Philly and just relax and have fun, spend time with my family, my woman, you know what I mean? Just like, I don't want to feel that shit. Well, the only reason why you're feeling it is because you, you're putting yourself there, though. You I'm know, married. I'm married. Right. My wife and right. all my kids live back in Philly. Right. I'm on 10 days and 10 days. You know what I'm saying? 
when I go back home, if I, I go like outside and nope, yeah. If I go outside and surround myself with all the the bullshit in Philly, I'ma feel that energy. But if I land and go in the house and don't come outside, and I'm just in there with my wife and my kids, I I feel exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All I'm doing is enjoying my family and my wife. I think that's what it is. Like I want to be able to start to go back and maybe not actually be in Philly. Maybe like being downtown or something, or still Valley Forge, or just like <laughs> just not in the hood. You know what I mean? I don't want to be go back to 30th and Holiday or 20th you know and crazy? more and shit. I gotta go to the hood. I have to. I have to spend time in the hood, just not around the people. Like I might not. Oh, what mental shit? Yeah, man. Being in a suburb, being downtown, living midtown. That shit. Um, it don't do that much for my creativity as I thought it would. It's a spark of inspiration. I right. wake up on the 33rd floor. I got the best view in Atlanta. I go outside. I see it. But after about two, three weeks, that shit wear off. Because everybody, is, is nothing real going on. You know what I'm saying? There's no real, it's no realness. There's no texture. There's no, mm. you know what I'm saying? There's no, it's just surface. You know, I get on the elevator. Everybody on here, even if they don't got no money, they spending their last to be in this place. Like, it's just nothing. Like, it's some things to watch, but it's nothing interesting. Yeah. When I go to the hood, it's like... I go to the laundromat, and by the time I come back from the laundromat, I got six stories I can tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing somebody real high. I know what the grandma talk like. Yeah. person over here. I see success, and I see failure. Same place. I see, the, I see you, you at this motherfucking laundromat. I see a bull pull up in the bins who don't want to wash his clothes. Get out, take a bag into the laundromat. Then I see somebody else using a fucking shopping cart as they laundromat to pull in. It's the same place. Two different ends of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Two different languages. The Chinese store right here. You got the bus stop right there. You got the halal truck right here. You know what I'm saying? I know what you in mean. One I'm, bro. I'm a people watcher. I know yeah, what you mean. So you know what I mean? It's like I get more creatively juiced. And then it's like I, like what little Baby was saying. He was like, when I was living in L.A., my raps wasn't getting here. I had to move back to Atlanta for my raps to stay good. Mm. It's like because I couldn't be super Hollywood. Like that being in the hood, being where you come from, sometimes yeah, getting away from the hood works. If 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 what you if what you striving for is corporate, all the way, but to be a storyteller, you gotta be where your roots at a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta be from where your roots are a lot. It because you could be so it's t- two different ways, right? You can you could be from the hood, or you could be in the hood. Right. I was in the hood. Right. A lot of these guys like basketball stars and, and movie people that be like, man, I grew up in Compton. I grew up in it. They was from the hood, right. but they wasn't in the hood. Right. So it's nothing from them to be like, man, I had to make it out of there. Now I'm over here. Well, you never really lived that life, period. For you know sure. what I'm saying? You just was in that area. For so sure. once it took you out, you was like, I'm breathing. I'm chilling. Right. Whereas though, walking to the poppy store, sitting on the steps, smoking the L made you feel good. Yeah. You was in the hood. Yeah. You was already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those type things are your norm. They are your comfortability. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. it's like different. See, like, I, um... That's crazy. I find myself like finding inspiration here because I have all those feelings and thoughts inside of me. And you know I'm a filmmaker, so like I ain't I don't feel like I got that shit out yet. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm I'm holding I, I got so many stories in my head. I got everything you just said. I got all that shit in my head and I ain't put it out yet. So it's like here, I can start to think about it because I am breathing a little bit more. 
I can start putting it down on paper a little bit better and stuff like that. To where like when I was in the hood, um, I was I worked hard, but like not towards real things. You know what I mean? And it, I feel like that's what the the hood sometimes do is like it lowers your mindset. So even though like it's authentic and it's real, I couldn't think bigger than that. You know what I mean? It wasn't till I got to some out of that to yeah, I could now my thoughts, all this shit that I've been trying to think of, I can start to imagine now. All these things being a big time director, film studio, all these things, like I can start to imagine now where when I was in Philly, man, it just felt like it wasn't even fucking selling, just felt like something right here on I can't even stand up all the way. And it's it is a ceiling in Philly. That's the difference about being down here. You see the higher level of success. But <coughs> the truth of the matter is everything comes down to self-accountability. What you're saying is true, but there's a nigga that's dropping a movie all the time every day in the hood. Living sure. the hood, making a film, For made sure. it out the hood by making movies in the hood. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So us having the... You're right. When you move yourself out of the environment... It does increase. It does increase your your thought process and everything, especially when you're in the city where you're not really seeing nobody become successful off of films. Yeah. So it's not that area. So yep. you move to a city where it's at. Yeah. And you get inspired. You like this is what it is. Yeah. But then inside the hood, there's different levels. There's different levels in the hood. So traveling is what made my mind explore. The first time I started to really think bigger. I thought I thought big until I went to Colorado. On, is that 2014, 2015, when weed first became legal, 2014. Okay. Colorado said weed was legal. I flew to Colorado thinking I was going to buy some pounds and be able to ship them over. I just thought it was just about to be this whole process, but it wasn't nothing like that. When you go over there, you only can get four ounces with an out-of-state ID. Right? <laughs> so, when I landed, I went to their mall. When I went to their mall, they had a fucking daycare inside the mall. I'm like, Damn. That's some smart ass that shit. That is some smart that's shit. That's some smart shit, right? You see what I'm saying, bro? So I'm like, damn. But I'm realizing, like, damn, that's some smart ass shit. So I go to Denver. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go to LA. That is smart. Why? I go to LA, and I'm seeing how people is, how people living. I'm like, damn, thinking better. I like this. It increased my mindset, right? But what I did was I took that mindset, and went back to the hood, and then tripled what I was already doing, because it's good to be inspired by imagination. It's good to be inspired by thinking. But nothing more inspirational than tangible. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, yeah, I'm looking at all these big-ass buildings. I'm looking at all these millionaires. But I haven't had six figures of my own yet. And it's, I can't get to these millionaires and have no conversation. And if I do have a conversation, nine times out of ten, I don't even have the foundation to do what they might say. Mm -hmm. Hey, use other people's money. Borrow this. I don't even have no credit. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. now when I get back to the hood, I got a vision. But the hood give me hope. So now it's like, damn, I could turn 10000 into into 100000 here. You know right. what I'm saying? So now I got the hope and I got the vision. So the hood can play its part, but it depends on where you at with it, right? Because right. it's like, I went to different hoods and met different types of hood niggas. You different feel what I'm saying? I'm like, I remember 20000 in the peak, man, you was rich. I was yeah. trying to say 20000 so fucking bad at one time in life. 20000 40000 you couldn't tell me nothing. I touched forty grand. I felt like I was rich. And then I went to a dice game. And, and, and Junior and watch the niggas lose 40 
and then go back and get 40 more. And I realized I wasn't thinking big enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm around street niggas. That is inspiring to me, right? Because the 40 I was thinking about was shit. This nigga just blew for crazy. How he blew my is, whole though, motherfucking though. stash. Yeah. And gambling. Yep. And then went and got another one, doubled it back up. I see niggas going jewelry stores that come out to the hey, you see niggas going in there, you like these niggas ain't rappers. And niggas going in there and they cashing out on a hundred K. Hundred thousand on a watch? That's what you dropping on it? Mm-hmm. They must be making some paper. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So they got they they got inspiration. You know what I mean? Like, depending on where they at, depending on where you grew up at, the hood couldn't be inspiring to you. You know what I'm saying? But if you grew up in a part where everything in the hood was so crooked and minimized and small, you know what I'm saying? When you go somewhere and you go land and see something so big, you can't even put the two ideas together. I think one of the other things with me is I meet people who... um, I want to say not inspiring, but people who would tap me and take me under their wing and show me something. Yeah, like I never met too many people who'd be like, "Oh, I see good in you. Come on," or "Yo, I got this play. Let me show you how I do this." I mean, I don't think I, I don't think nobody ever did that for me. When I really think about it, like everything I had to, everything I figured out, I figured out on my own. I had to go through. The hardest parts of it, you know what I mean? I had to struggle through it. Um, what they say, like, everything was off the muscle yeah. for me, you know what I mean? Um, that's one thing about Philly, man. It's like, I don't feel like there's that many people who um, give you their energy or give you their knowledge and information and shit like that to help not, you out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, definitely right about that. It ain't gonna be it ain't too many. And uh, then it's like then it then then it's like yo it's South Philly, y'all. It's worse. Like why do South Philly feel so fucking worse than the other parts <coughs> of the fucking city? I mean, especially when I was in a party scene, um, you know I I started meeting everybody from all over. You know what I mean I see North Philly niggas who getting money together. Yeah. You know what I mean West Philly niggas getting money together. You know what I mean it's like the South Philly niggas, man. They got money up for a little bit. <laughs> like it's all hard too, though. Cross Broad, Seventh Street and shit like that. They move differently. Yeah, they do. But this is what we grew up at. It's just what it is. It's fucked up, man. It's just what it is. It's just how it goes. It's just the part that we grew up in. It's fucked up. Um, let me go get more food. But it definitely ain't a lot of places that's going on. Um, a lot of people that's going to take you to the next level. But that's when you gotta. Find out what your value is. Right. You got to show your value on the table. Because just because you good, don't mean you valuable. It don't always mean that. You right. know what I'm saying? Somebody can be good, but it still don't mean that they bring value to what I need. It's going to be a hard worker. He's a hard worker, bro. He always doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but what do we do? And they say what they do. I'm like, there's nothing I can do with that. Yeah, but this kind of person, I don't need that kind of. It don't matter. Yeah. He doesn't bring any value to me, so I still got to train him. On yeah. him bringing value to me. Then I'm going to have to wait for him to relearn something all over again. You know what I'm saying? The whole point is, what value do you bring to me? Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Somebody mm-hmm. told me, uh, my man Luck, man. Rest in peace, my my guy Luck. He he said something to me one time. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, Luck was, Luck was the guy in a party scene back in Philly. I used to be a party promoter. Luck was the guy who would get the best dopest venues 
You know what I mean? He don't want to throw a little bit outside of his box, use his resources, and um, he got us the, the, the dope venues. He got us the party at the Kick Oppression Mall. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he yeah, got us the party at the Please Touch Museum, okay. stuff like that. Um, I think he did bolts and everything. So, one time, um, so Luck was close to, like, politics, some politics and stuff, right? So, that's how he was able to leverage things. And um, so by luck, just having that type of information, just moving differently. Mm-hmm. I went to him one time, and because um, I was like interested in like politics a little bit, and um, just like doing something mm-hmm. different or some entrepreneurship. So out of all the niggas in Philly, luck was the nigga that I thought, you know I mean, was a little bit different than the rest of the, the niggas in the party scene and stuff. So when I went to luck, he told me, um, he was like, yo, it's leverage over loyalty. And for a long time, I did not get that shit, yo. Like, I'm, what you mean? Like, I'm so loyal. Like, I'm the guy, like, whatever y'all need, I, I got it. Y'all fighting, throwing a party, putting up money, riding out somewhere, like, whatever it is. Like, I'm, 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 the, lo- I'm the loyal guy, right? Because that's what I learned. That's what I, that's what I thought I learned, right? We supposed to be loyal to each other. That's the street, hood, family, everything, right? We supposed to be loyal to each other. So I did not get that shit for so long until I went through that transition was like, I'm going to start really working hard on shit. Not bullshit, not playing around, not fake working hard, but really work hard. And when I really started working hard on things and like accomplishing things, that's what I started to understand. Like, oh shit, when you got something going on and you doing shit. That's when people want you. Fuck when you always around. They be like, yo, do come on, come on, do this. And you always that person. You loyal, good. That's a good thing. But they rather you have something that they can use. You know what I mean over you being loyal. You know what I mean so that's when that shit start making sense. Like people want leverage over loyalty. They want both. They want both. If you loyal, so they gonna you, choose that leverage. They gonna first. choose leverage first though, because they always, everybody always gonna choose personal gain. A person can always gonna always think about itself. For 95 percent of people always gonna think about self. First. It's all about self preservation. Where's the one, Brianna? I think they took my food, bro. All right. But yeah, everybody always gonna do self. So loyalty is cool. As long as you're loyal and valuable, you know what I'm saying you can't be, you can't have loyalty without no royalty. You still gotta be valuable to people, but you still gotta be loyal. It's when you're loyal and valuable, because the thing is this: when you have no value and you have nothing, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be loyal, mm-hmm. or it's so easy to be not loyal, and people understand why. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have anything. And you don't have anything going on, and there's not a lot. Of, you don't have you don't have that that PTSD, that natural reaction that people are trying to take yours. You feel what I'm saying? You gotta crush somebody to keep yours. Mm-hmm. You gotta get to the next thing. You got that where you add that value at, so you move differently. You loyalty, but you a lot more cautious. Mm-hmm. Or you loyalty, and you got and you 
you got fucked over so many different times because you the one that everybody come to. Right. And it's going to happen. Right. It's never not going to happen. Right. You're never not going to be the nigga that everybody come to and don't get fucked over. You're going to get fucked over. That's the reason why you built for loyalty. Like people who that like do that. If you get that position where you're that guy, you're loyal, you look out for everybody, and only twenty percent of the people ever return the favor, you got to chalk that up because you was made to be this nigga. Mm-hmm. This nigga is the one that take all the losses. If you can't take a loss, then that's not the nigga you supposed to be. Like that's yeah. the whole principle behind it. For sure. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying so. Yeah. I, I I do know that. I know I'm a I'm a I'm a giver. You know what I mean? And um, I, I'm always going to be that person. I'm going to be the person who give more than I receive. Yeah, man, yeah, that's just what it is. But that loyalty, mm-hmm. royalty, though, you gotta be worth something. You gotta have some type of value. You gotta have some type of worth. Yeah, it's not. It can't just be. Loyal. Don't nobody give a fuck about a loyal nigga that's just always around, not adding. Not adding value. Not adding no value. Mm-hmm. Is that what you bring to the table? Yeah, what mm-hmm. you to Especially when you men. For sure. <clears throat> men don't get around. You know what I'm saying, but. So, alright, so to end this off, bro, because I started this drums talking about um, smoking, mm-hmm. alright? When did you first start smoking weed? Eleventh grade, summer eleventh grade. Eleventh grade, so you was in high school by the time. Because I, 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 I started when I was 13. <coughs> I remember the first time I smoked, I was like 13. But then you can, we tried it. But I didn't continue to keep smoking. Yeah, so that was my time. first. So the first time I smoked, I ain't smoke again for a while. But yeah. I used to act and try to like I was smoke. I used to smoke tea bags and shit. Bro, I smoked the straw. <laughs> <laughs> my man convinced me to hit a straw. <laughs> Nothing in it. Nothing in it. <laughs> Because, yo, this this how smart smart I was, yo. I was like, for me, it was like, I ain't want to smoke grass. You know what I mean? I thought that was dirty. So, I thought tea was better quality. You know what I mean? Since I oh, couldn't yeah. buy weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we used to smoke that shit in loose leaf paper, yep. brown paper bags. You know what I mean? Child, paper, like yeah. a Philly blunt. So, we had a brown paper bag and shit like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember all them days. So, I know so, I had to be young. All right, so... <laughs> 11th grade, so how often was you smoking when you started smoking? <coughs> I was going through different benches. By the time 12th grade, we were smoking every day, basically. Depending on which friend I was with. Mm-hmm. See, if I was with my athlete friends, I ain't smoked that much weed. But if thing. I was with my street friends, I was blazing. That's the same thing. So, <coughs> I remember, so I ain't smoked that much in high school because, um, you know, my, my, my main two friends, they was more athletes. I mean, they just cared about sports more. Where everybody else was everybody doing everything else. So, um, because I was with them more, and my man said something smart to me one time about smoking weed, he called me a nut or something like that. So, that shit got to me. I mean, so, I was really trying to play sports and shit all through high school. So, I didn't really smoke that much. I was here and there. But it wasn't really to college. College, I got it. That's when I was fucked over. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. When you say smoked a lot. Now that I smoke a lot, I realize I wasn't smoking that much. Really? But in high school, it felt like a lot. For you sure. feel what I'm saying? So, For sure. Yeah, when I went to college, that was smoking a lot. That was Cypher, 8Ls, Reggie Bush. 8Ls, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, and a Chocolate Dutch. Chocolate Dutch. Damn. 
That so was what, bad um, smoking. What was your, like, like your first memory? Like, what, when was the first time you saw somebody smoking weed? You know they were like smoking weed. And I knew they were smoking weed? Yeah. Because for me, it was my dad. Yo. Like, my dad always smoked joints and he used to have a pipe. Oh, wow. See, my shit was, no, nah, because my shit was, you couldn't, you wasn't allowed in our house if you smoked cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, did any type of drugs, you weren't allowed to come through our door. All family members. So my mom and them had it where nobody who ever did drugs ever came through our house. Okay. <clears throat> so no, I never had to worry about that. And she used to get drunk off of one beer. Mm-hmm. So her drunk was, she going to bed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my stepdad was a CO. <clears throat> he would drink, but I never seen him drunk. Like acting out, being drunk. Him, two, three beers, he cool too. He ain't taking no liquor. We ain't never had no liquor in the house. No, no, it wasn't even nothing near for me to even... Temp, like, you know how people be like, mm-hmm. your mom be like, go smoke, go light my Newport on the stove. And they take mm-hmm. a puff or something. It wasn't no Newports, wasn't no liquor in my mm-hmm. house, wasn't no weed, it wasn't no drugs. It's totally different for me. My dad smoked like crazy. For real. Drunk. Yeah. My mom used to smoke and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, no. Nope. My mom started smoking a long time ago. Like, Damn. My mom used to smoke probably like 30 years. But my dad, heavy, everybody in the house, smoking. You know what I mean? All his friends and shit like that. Um, car games, shit like that. No nope. Cigarettes, all that shit. <laughs> but look, that's how everybody else's house I went to was. Like, all my friends, right. that's the type of house they had. They right. had the opposite of how my house was. Right. You know what I'm saying? My house wasn't nothing so like you, that. So when you went to your friend's house, you'll see people smoking. All that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I seen everything else everywhere else. That's everywhere. what I'm saying. I'm trying to think, like... When did I know it was weed or who was I up on? Because I always was witnessing other people. Right. <clears throat> but the first time I think, I think really being around drugs was my man R.I.P. Lil Buck. <clears throat> Lil introduced me to everything way ahead of my time. Mm. He was my friend that chalked school right. to hustle. <clears throat> you right. know what I'm saying? Okay. So he was smoking early. He was... He the one told me eating pussy was cool. <laughs> Even though my old heads used to say it too. But he was close to my right. age. And this is my man. We was right. going through all the stages <clears throat> together. <clears throat> me and this nigga tried every religion together. Mm. Tried every religion until we got the Muslim uh, Islam. And then decided that's what we was still rocking at. We mm. tried everything else. Yeah. So, him. He was rolling up. I used to grind him up. Like, damn, you smoking weed? You out of pocket? You a clown? He used to be looking all embarrassing shit. Only around me. Right. But he had a whole bunch of friends over here where he went to public school, they smoked, they hustled. Right. I went to Catholic school, I right. played ball, my friends played ball. Only had one friend that was like on the fence, sometimes he would smoke, but everybody else was pretty much right. going right. this route. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Gotcha. But this was, I was so close with him. Gotcha. You feel what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm, I'm even like down to like my dad, I remember when I was little, little, like my dad pulling me to the side. And like um, telling me like this is telling me like this is marijuana. You don't smoke this. Yada yada yada. Like give me that whole little speech and shit. I was little as shit. But <clears throat> yeah, everybody smoked. So hold up, we about to pause. Let me go get my food. Hello.
that shit Friday. <laughs> scared of this motherfucker. No, I was still recording here. <clears throat> oh, it's still recording I'm here. Finally, fucking on my couch. I'm gonna keep my couch so good. Yeah, he's old now. See what I do for the podcast. I got my food. I'm about to eat on my couch. I'm smoking on my couch. Um. All right, so um, <coughs> we talking about weed. You think weed is a drug? You look at it as a drug. Of course, it's a drug. You, you consider it a drug? Yeah. It's not a consideration. There's no doubt it's a drug. That doesn't make any sense. What you mean? <clears throat> it's a drug. What what classifies it as a drug? <clears throat> it can be classified. It is a plant. But it's a drug. All right, put it like this. If you want to, before you get technical. Okay. Let's break it all the way down. Okay. Number one, it's mass produced. For sure. And they use chemicals to grow it, to make it grow faster. None of this bud grows naturally. No more. No more. That's what I'm saying. So all the loud gas and everything we smoke right Unless now. Unless we go to Jamaica and get that <coughs> Reggie Bush again. So everything we smoking is not just plants. Okay. So that's already off the limit. You can't even use that argument because they use so much other shit to grow the weed. Okay. So <laughs> so look. <laughs> so if you say it's not a drug, then you can't say that it does all the positive shit for you either. What you, you mean? You know what I'm saying? Because like... All right, first of all, it's a drug because it can, it's addictive. Right? So, drugs, anything that's considered a drug is classified as an, an, an addiction. That's one of the things. Or solves a, solves a problem. Right? So, it's either a drug as far as crack, this, this, and this, because you can addict it and it has a, an, a, another reaction to it, like some type of... Reaction or crack make you do this, dope does this to your body, right. weed does this. I can't think the of the right word, but yeah, everything whatever. come in that joint. Um, or it's it crazy. solves a problem know, if you got I a headache, I if you got exactly back pain. Everything I just don't know none of the terms. I can't. Never remember saying, I can't think of that term. So so then the other side is it give it can heal back pain. It can make your body feel better. It can increase your appetite. What else does that? But drugs. The word drug is a man made word. So, they drug fits anything that does this is a drug, and anything that does this is a drug. You see what I'm saying? It's so, not like drug was naturally born in the Bible as meaning drug is this and this is this. Like the man created that. So, so there's no debating though. All right. So, so <laughs> even the, the only reason I'm 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 debating it because it's the only thing. <clears throat> That's on this list of drugs, right? Mm-hmm. That is literally coming from the earth naturally. No, it's not. Tobacco is. What are you talking about? But is tobacco <laughs> not a drug? It is a 
drug. No, it's fucked up, man. No, it's, it's a, a drug. drug. Yeah, tobacco a drug, my nigga. It's to it's it's the uh, it's addictive. It does everything. It's a drug. They give you medicine, nicotine over the counter. What's the uh? Alcohol. I was thinking of the organization. ATF is alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Right. Yeah, it don't got no drug in that. Yeah. Oh, all right. I was thinking <laughs> something was like drug drugs. Enforcement agency. Drug. I thought it was like something that said drugs. Tobacco, like tobacco. sand, it was separated. Right, right. That's like what you separate. I know, yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so. All right, is alcohol a drug? No. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so what's the classification? What's the, all right, so what's the, what's the definition I'm, of drug? My, what I think drugs are is. No, 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 no. Before man-made. you say, liquor is man made. No, it's green. It's potatoes. It's it's fucking. But they add all this other shit to it to make it man-made. They use one natural element. Every drug uses one natural element. (laughs) It's just a natural. That's all they're using. They still mixing it. They not just taking the potato. Let me take this potato and I'm gonna do some shaking with it. Throw some water on it and then this shit gonna be liquor. No, they add all this shit in there for it to be liquor. Man, all you talking about some gels, some gel. <laughs> that. That's the gel shit. But yeah, no, nah, see, bro. I think that shit is all like that all that. So all what that, does drug mean? All the pills and like, uh, yeah, all the fucking pills. So look, and all that can shit. sex be a drug? I see what you're saying, like, bro, everything addictive the, type shit. It's no, that's more like addictive. It's drug. It's a drug. Caffeine is a drug. You tripping? That's a natural something else. That's another bean. That's natural. Chocolate is a is a drug. It's an addiction. Chocolate. That's another Chocolate cocoa bean, bro. They do a lot of everything. <laughs> Look, you just don't want <laughs> everything you like. Shit. You don't want it to be a drug. Right. You don't want it to be liquor. No, you, don't you know why? Because I don't like, like. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Like I don't like to think I do drugs. <sighs> that's, that's that's denial. <laughs> I'm just saying, just, like, you in so denial. if somebody drinks all the time, then they do drugs. Yes. Yes. If you allow drugs to, if you allow liquor to solve anything that's going on with your life, it's a drug. It's a drug. That's yeah, what drugs yeah. are for. That's what they created for. You're creating it for that. So you're drinking because you feel bad, you're depressed, you're drinking this, you're drinking this. You're self-medicating. Drug is medicine. That's crazy. <laughs> like, come on, bro. There's no way around it. <laughs> All right, well, let me like some more of this. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm about to fuck this food up. All right. Um, how do you feel about it now? Like, with this shit being legalized and all that. Like, same way I always felt about it. I was like, it, it, but do it, do it, do it. Fuck you up like that. It was. All this negative shit, and now it like it's changing to positive. Like it's cool now, and you know what, bro? Be honest with you, I just think people overthink that when they feel some type of way about that. And let me tell you why, bro. Because it's history. Everything is like that. Liquor was like that. Porn was like that. Why surprise you? Like, what do you mean? Like that's life. Like, and let me tell you why. I'm really. Bro, I got a, my man got a tape of me doing a public speech for college. Mm-hmm. I think I was in sophomore year. Sophomore year. Right. I graduated high school in 04. Right. So this is 05. I did a speech on why marijuana should be legal. Right. You feel I'm real rap. 
And now look, here we go. We fast forward, and that was 05. 2015. So you know, I was in Denver. No, even bro. Much, I think you would be like, that's crazy. That they're now they making this shit legal. I'm. I can see. That. I know. I know. Niggas went to jail, jail, but niggas went to jail in the prohibition. The liquor legal. Niggas went to jail for that. Niggas went to jail for porn. Tricking is illegal in some cities, but you can go to Vegas and legally trick. Bro, at one point it was legal to hang black people. You feel what I'm saying? Like it was legal. Like you could kill somebody black. Like they it wasn't against the law. And now it became the law. So do I walk around and be like, damn, it's fucking crazy that they can't kill black people no more. <laughs> oh, yo, that shit crazy, bro. They still do it. When people seen that things that was happening to black people over the pandemic, cops shooting black people and shit like that. But bro, we've been doing that shit. But the fact that they stopped it for so long, people thought it was crazy that it went back to it. But like, our ancestors are looking like, man, it's not crazy for thinking that it wouldn't. Real like, you shit. feel what I'm saying? Thinking <laughs> that it would be different. Real shit, I do, I do think like that too. So, I know, I know that much. But yeah, man, it's just niggas with the jail. I feel like we ain't getting, we ain't getting the the, the money off of this shit like we should. No, yeah, you know man. But we ain't though either. You know what I'm saying? We ain't. Yeah. Man, it's just something yeah. like that. Like, I feel like, like niggas making money off of it for sure in the black market, but like, white I guys know. is making millions yeah. legally. It's, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. But it's two things to that. Number one, this state country is never going to be equal. So people need to stop looking at it like that. We need to fight our fight and stick together for and sure. take over and have our own for world. For sure. That's, that's never definitely the, <laughs> the goal. We just talking, but that's always the, the bigger thought. It's always the bigger yeah. It's the only thought. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it's never going to be equal. And, um, fancy, I'm high. What the fuck we just talking about? Weed and how the shit fucked up that we ain't been feeling like oh, yeah, they've been the marijuana and shit. For real, for real, how many black people you know actually try to go through all the steps to have their lead to be it's legalized? Rigorous. It's definitely How many rigorous. people would really, really try? It ain't like just starting a business. So, yeah. So, we complain because it ain't easy. But how many people ever tried the hard part? So, until enough of us do it the hard way, we ain't really got no fight. We just complaining on the sideline. But how many of us is really credit the credit worthy ones, you feel cash. what I mean? The ones with cash, good business standards, is going in there like, I want a piece of this pie, and they telling them no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna continue to smoke. Like I said, for me, I, it is mental and health for me. Like, I, I do this shit intentionally. Um, I know when I want to smoke to relax. I know when I want to smoke to be creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do recognize <clears throat> people who smoke just to get away and just to be lazy. You know what I mean? Just to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Um, and not, not do anything. You know what I mean? They almost, like it's, yeah, like it's a drug. They just spend their money on the shit and just... Get being addicted to it, being fucked up. Um, 
it's not that way for me. I mean, it's it's definitely like um, I don't want to say spiritual, but it definitely feel close to like a spiritual thing. That's why I'd be interested in like the Rastafarian shit. Oh yeah. Man. Um. But yeah, I enjoy it. Um. Maybe I'll maybe I will stop one day for a period of time. But for now. I'm gonna tell you right, everything good. I don't know. Yeah, my fault. I got this fucking alert. Somebody trying to spend 400 on my card. She just fucking all the train of thought up. Alright. So, yeah, I'm about to end this drawing. Um, That's my guy, my kid, my partner. Um. I knew Mike, I don't even know how many years, over 10 years now. Um, from South Philly, um, same neighborhood, but different neighborhood. It's around the corner, different neighborhoods, that shit crazy. Yeah, the pity, right? Um, that shit all But, um, yeah, bro, I, um, I'm doing this so I can get my thoughts out and and be different and all that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, why all not? All that bro? shit I'm scared of. Um Okay. I'm gonna use this for the 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 to promote and promote myself and show my face and all that goofy shit. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. but um I wanna be real. That's why I'm gonna smoke. Yeah. Talk how I talk, be how I be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe this is the final thing I need to do. Right. To get to the next step. You know what I mean? I keep being on camera. Shit. Shit. So That's Magnum Mad Show Podcast. Magnum Mad Podcast. Magnum Mad Show, whatever you want to call it. Episode one. My guy, Mike Kit. Yo, yo. Um we moved down here together, man. Um, I, I really do love this guy. I appreciate you, bro. Oh, no, you good, man. For real. Um, he looked out for me like a lot of niggas haven't. And that's not a normal thing being from South Philly. Same, yeah, man. And, um, I appreciate it, but they don't, man. You don't owe me nothing. You see what I'm saying? No, we're going to make a lot of money stuff. together. We're going to do a lot of things, accomplish a lot of things, and um, get to some success together. Um, we did this for a reason. All this is for a reason. Me being, us being in Atlanta, um, being from Philly, and um, being in front of the camera, and doing this production and life coaching and content and um, yeah, we here. Fight. <laughs>